Welcome in Dynasty Talk Podcast is episode number 23. Evan, it's been a while. How are you? It has been certainly been a while. I'm, I'm pretty good. How are you doing, John? Good. What'd you think of that impromptu uh, podcast we did to fill in last week? It was uh, it was pretty good. It was, it was it was fun and I I enjoyed it. Yeah, my name got mentioned a lot. It was good. How's it feel to be on the opposite end of the mic? Do you like it? Do you hate it? Oh, I mean, it's fine. And I th- I think that the more the more that we do stuff like that, what you guys did, I think it makes it even better to get more other people who are not normally on there who want to be on and like you know contribute. I think that's cool. And I like I like the impromptuness. Like I'm all for the stuff like that, making more things, more you know, just out there and fun and getting the different viewpoints from different owners. I think it's great. Yeah, I agree. I think uh, trying to do more of that in the future when if either one yeah. of us are out or whatever. Mm-hmm. Certainly. All right. Well, for this podcast, we're going to be starting the – it's going to be a two-episode series of the expected power rankings. So I tried to accumulate the power rankings for the rest of the league, but no one submitted them. So essentially me and Evan drew up our rankings. We took the average for a consensus. And then um, we'll kind of debate back and forth, uh, mostly the ones that we have larger discrepancies against. So uh, I think the first episode we're going to do sort of, I guess, as we go through, we're going to build up from 12 to 1 being worst to best. Kind of leave a cliffhanger there uh, for the very end. So ready to dive right in. Anything else to add? Uh, Nope. Let's just get right into it. I think the first team here, we both have a consensus last place is uh, Cheesecake Factory. Yep, that's right. We have him at number 12 right now. Not to say that not, he's he's not up and coming. Uh, it's just that uh, he has some growth to be made, and it's clearly happening with the draft picks that he's made, and we'll see it, where he finishes up this year. Yeah, I actually held to not put him at last place because I just feel like – any team getting the first overall pick three years in a row is just like crazy. Yeah. And this is just a lot of unknowns and the players need to develop and we'll see where he is. You know, if that's what's going to, that's clearly what needs to happen. I mean, he took a ton of rookies. I'm just not sure how much immediate impact he's going to get out of his rookies besides the, you know, the number one overall pick both years. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, those guys are definitely going to contribute right away, but I mean, I think he may also made some um, some savvy picks um, that may contribute this year that more than we think. Um, usually, I mean, they also have some situations with themselves. I mean, um, looking at it with, uh, you know, we're taking uh, Nico Collins, for example, who's a guy who may contribute, but he might not. He um, may. You know, um, uh, so. I, I feel like it's really going to come down to uh, his running back. Um. Melvin Gordon, Michael Carter, and Trey Sermon, are they going to actually get the starting gigs and hold them and and run mm-hmm. with it? If that happens, that's going to be a huge boost to his overall fantasy production. If it doesn't happen, he's probably going to end up with the, you know, the first pick again. Yeah, and, you know, it's early news, but early news is good news, and no news and good news is good news, and bad news is really bad news, right, as we talked about previously. So, yeah, um, Trey Sermon – has gotten some news recently, and with the recent injury, he may be set up and good to go, right? We'll see. It's one of those things where, like, not a lot of guys are in camp, so, you know, good for him for looking good, but that's kind of what he's supposed to do. So I think um, the only two other teams in my eyes that are contending for a last place in the league are, are probably Jake Powers and Steve Swazi. Is that how you have it as, as well? 
yes. So uh, I have Jake Powers at 11. I have the nine inch Dicka at 10 and the big dog at nine. And we have a little discrepancies there, but again, a lot of these guys are competitive in different ways and depending how their season presents themselves, you know, I think they're kind of interchangeable in this, in these four positions here. Yeah, I think um, we can move around to the 11th spot. So uh, Jake Powers is who we both have slotted at the 11. I actually think who has a vying chance for the number one overall. And I think that's mostly based off of I feel like he's going to continue to make moves to sell some veterans and continue his rebuild that he's committed to. And if he does that, I think it, it'll kind of become a shoe-in. The other yeah. counterpart to that is – he kind of has the counter to Melvin Gordon. So if Melvin Gordon does really well, Jake's going to do worse. You know, if, if Melvin Gordon doesn't get the starting job, right. and Williams does, then Powers is probably going to do better. So those two are kind of tied for that. You know, that's going to determine a lot of the one-on-one there. Yep. Yeah, even with uh, Jake Power taking Javante Williams there, which is a great pick by him, um, I still think that his running back position has a little bit to be desired. And I gave him basically a check minus, which basically means you like you have a starter, but you need to build there to be like more relevant. And uh, I mean, he's great at wide receiver, um, and he's got some good tight ends too that are going to have some production for him. And Zach Hurts and Noah Fant for sure. Uh, but I think he needs to focus on running back, and of course, his quarterback situation is not looking too good. It could be bad. He he's essentially locked up the Houston's uh, yes. quarterback, and then he's got Matt Ryan. So I think he is probably the worst quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think without, um, and in a two QB super flex, and that's possible. It's usually behind the eight ball a little bit sometimes, and you're not getting productive quarterbacks. But hey, Matt Ryan's got some weapons this year. We'll see here where he's at, and then he definitely took. Davis Mills, a Houston rookie who's going to see probably significant playing time. So he at least has two starters to put out there. Right. Right. So, yeah. And he's got Tyrod Taylor to like, he basically has the Houston situation outside Watson, but who knows what happens? Like, to be honest, none of us know what the hell is going to happen with that situation. Right. Yep. And it's pretty much it. Like, there's, there's nothing I to think, say about it. Like, no one's going to know. Really, what it comes down to, too, between Powers and, uh, Cheesecake factor for me was I think it really came down to Mark Cooper. I feel like is like the one stud on this entire group of players. He's the one I feel confident is going to be a number one at his position. Yeah. And, um, I feel like that's, that's why I gave Will or I gave Jake the slight term. It's just really off of Amari Cooper. Yep. Yep. Uh, but he did just recently make a trade for Rondale Moore who might get some targets. He's got Jerry Judy there. In Denver, if Aaron Rodgers goes there, that'd be certainly something. So he definitely yeah. has some good players in the bank and definitely a lot of potential, much like the Cheesecake Factory as well. Like We're just going to see what their players do next year, which will be key factors in how they look next year because they got a yeah. lot of developmental guys coming along. They've got a bunch of young guys that could totally pop in and kind of change the outlook for sure. Yeah, definitely. So, all right, I think we beat those terrible teams enough. Um <laughs> Next one, the consensus is Steve Swazi. Mm-hmm. I think we have him uh, one spot different. I have him at 10. I think you have him at number nine in your rankings. So yep. we're a little bit off, but not very much. Um, I could see Swazi doing much better than this. His team on paper actually isn't too bad. When you look at it, he has 
Ryan Fitzpatrick, Derek Carr. Yep. And he has Tua, who's kind of just looming in the background there. Harris, who should be a stud running back. Zach yep. Moss, who looks like to have emerged on volume alone. Harris is going to be a stud on volume alone, probably. I think so. And he's very like so. He's going to be very skillful. So he's going to be exciting to see. And then he's got Galladay and Ridley. Ridley's yep. an absolute stud. Galladay's going to get volume in New York, and especially with Kendarius Tony, kind of like seemingly shitting the bed with the proverbial proverbial off season. Like, come on, like what's going on? Yeah, I mean, and then, uh, uh, but besides that, yeah. Then we'll see if Stafford targets Higby. I mean, he could get an uptick, and then yep, he's got a plenty of other kind of middling guys that he could pick matchups from between Juju and Corey Davis, Fournette, Tevin Coleman. Exactly. He's got yep. a ton of like just other guys to fill in the gap. I think from week to week, he definitely has the depth to um kind of withstand bye weeks and injuries. So I feel like that could totally yep. give him an edge. And I think uh, Steve has, right. you know, believe it or not, I mean. His quarterbacks don't look that pretty, but there is like a sneaky upside to them. So he's got Tua Tagovailoa, who who they've started to plan around, and they started to get offensive weapons for. So that's a good sign. It shows that they trust him, and he's a mobile quarterback to a degree. Okay, that that checks a lot of boxes. That's good. Let's see what he's got. Ryan Fitzpatrick, yeah, another, old man. Hey, don't forget another year recovered from that hip injury too. I mean, no one talks about that. Right, and he was kind of clean. He was clean last year, right? He didn't get hurt at all. He didn't get banged up at all. So, no, and part of it was, and he had an ankle up. too, didn't he? Uh, like he had a bad ankle injury last year. I don't remember that. Not last year, but it was in college. Oh, in college, I think he Maybe. may have broken his ankle. I'm not sure about that. I'm sure I'll get called out. We'll see. Yeah, but, power yeah. breakfast. I don't necessarily yeah. remember that, but I could be wrong. But honestly, I feel like they were almost protecting him a little bit last year too. So yeah. I don't know if they're protecting like, him you know, or not. But. We'll see where he's at. Ryan Fitzpatrick doesn't give a fuck and will throw deep to anyone into any traffic. So he's just a positive fantasy preference when he's given – like, I mean, he has games. Like, like that happens. And he's terrible other games, but he has games. And then Derek Carr, the last quarterback here, um, he's kind of like sneakily kind of good. So I was looking up some stats on him because I don't really like Derek Carr that much, but, like, you know, some of, like, the fantasy, like, you know, talking heads and stuff like that, the industry people are always like, oh, you know, Derek Carr is actually pretty good. And I was looking at some of his stats and like, so just ranking in the league last year, he was number five in red zone attempts. It's pretty good. Number eight in deep ball attempts. I don't know how far you need to throw it to be a deep ball attempt. Um, I think him and Aguilar were like really connected on those. Like, yeah. Um, so his yards per attempt was 7.9, which was number six in the league. It's like, okay, wow. Uh, Justice yards per attempt, 7.8, you know, and like then he had another stat, deep ball completion, number 10, 44.6. So he's like, he's not, last year he wasn't too bad. And I think it's probably because like, you know, like he got a lot of flack for being like a little bitch and like sucking. So I think he might kind of quietly picked up his pace of play despite how bad Ruggs was as a wide receiver last year. I don't know how that happened. Brian Edwards too. Maybe he's a little banged up sometimes, but well, he's also he's been in the breakout. John, he's been the John Green offense now for a couple of years. Yes, yeah, so maybe it's starting play. to develop, and he's actually showing that he can understand it, which was always like the thing, like oh, it's too complicated, like you know. So like maybe he's actually starting to like get it and look out next year and like see what's happening because he was like above average last yeah. year. I mean, when and, I when I went efficiency. When I went through so, and started or slotted out kind of his starting roster, I put I put Fitzpatrick and Carr. I think Carr's pretty yeah. good. 
you know, and like, and, and Fitzpatrick is like kind of like that, like fantasy quarterback you want that's going to be like, well, whatever, I'm just going to throw the ball like all the way down the field. Like, no matter, like, it, you know, he's going to be taking all these shots at the end of the game, going nuts, like, regardless of the position they're in. And if, they, if the more they're behind, the better. Like, you know, so, like, you know, it's a good fantasy quarterback to have. For sure. For sure. He yeah, wants to go probably, out on uh, year, so. Steve could have been on the list of teams that that becomes sneaky good. You know, if Corey Davis hits a little bit or Fournette hits. Najee Harris is going to, like, produce. Evan like, Coleman hits. Yep. If he just gets a couple other hits. Yeah, um, right. Like, he could be good who next knows year. if Tevin Coleman could start at running back for the Jets, like and not, and and like not get the majority. Week, week yeah, one. Not, <laughs> if he doesn't get, if he doesn't pull a hammy within like three weeks, Steve might make it through all the way through a season. Like, who knows? But the one, the one big part of his roster, like I know we spent a lot of time on Steve here, but the one part that's really holding him back is in the wide receiver room is Juju Smith-Schuster. This guy needs to produce more. He's a young wide receiver. I don't know if it's the situation, but like he had a 1,400 yard season and then a 500 yard season after that. And then an 800 no. yard and a 900 yard one. This is going to be a he, bias. He's well, always well in the. He had, 120, he had 166 targets that one year when he went off, 128 targets, 138 targets this following last, or, or 128 targets last year. Like, I mean, those are a lot of targets. It only had like 97 receptions. It's a lot of it's a lot of like drop passes, only 831 yards. This this guy's a young player that is like a dynasty cornerstone if he can produce. But like he is kind of like I don't know. We'll see what happens to quarterback there. I might get a little bit of flack for this just because I think I have been a bit biased with this player, but I wouldn't be surprised if Corey better than Juju Smith Schuster. I mean calling it. I, I don't I don't. I don't have any problem. I don't have any problem with like that. Like mean, Cordubis got a little bit better last year, and he had a breakout year, but produced produced like just as much as Juju Smith-Schuster did. And they're gonna like they 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 signed him to be in a good situation. But yes, Corey Davis is another player that's similar to Juju, and like kind of like the main reason for that is that, you know, more. I think Corey Davis got paid, and I think will be the focal point. And then I, I'm afraid of guys like. Uh, um, Deontay Johnson, Claypool, Harris. I think those guys are all going to eat up volume. So, yeah, not the biggest Juju guy. I'm with you. Yeah. So, but hey, we'll see what Terrence Marshall does. Terrence Marshall is the one guy that I think if this guy comes out and has a wide receiver year like some of the studs did last year from the last year's wide receiver draft, it's going to change the makeup and the look of his team. Especially coupling that with Najee Harris. I mean, yeah. I think he's going to. I think Steve might be more pushing up more than you think if, if everything works out well. But, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick is not going to be playing much longer. So that's that's a fact. Yeah, so he I mean, needs Tua to work out, and he needs Derek Carr to, like, not retire and stay in Las Vegas because apparently he if he gets traded, he's retiring. <laughs> yeah. What kind of statement is that? But uh, whatever. This episode's yeah. more about uh, this coming year than it is the future. But, yeah, Steve's question mark is, are his QBs going to be around for the future? Because the rest of his team is shaping up okay. Yeah. He's making use of his, his picks, and he's been finishing early with. So, yeah. Yeah. He's, making, he's getting his picks in. All right. Let's move on to the – so the next consensus at number nine is Steve um, Masucci, a.k.a. Hey Darnold. 
Mm-hmm. These actually are consensus. Both of us have them ranked number eight overall. But uh, is this our first matchup, or besides uh, besides Cheesecake Factor and Powers? The first one that uh, was bumped down a slot, just the way our averages okay hand out. So, um, this is probably. I mean, talk about dropping down low for the former former champ. I think he was a playoff team last year. Finished what number number. Uh, Three, I think, or four. He finished four behind Hobbs. Or uh, okay, yeah, that's right. Four behind Hobbs. So that's that's dropping down quite low for him. Um, and we both see it the same way. So, what exactly do you see that you're dropping him out of the playoffs here? Well, the thing is, I think he's. I mean, he said Russell Wilson. I mean, he had John Walford, but he's not going to be starting anymore. So he has uh, Russell Wilson starting at quarterback and. He's and he's got Daniel Jones, who is like riding on the most pivotal year in his career, basically right now. So I don't know if you know. I think pretty sure Jalen Jones threw like eleven touchdowns last year, and like yeah. started like every game. I remember like, seeing something ter- terrible like that. Like, and he was he was just beyond awful. Like, he was not Daniel Dimes. Like that's like a made up nickname. I don't know why he has that. He's no, like, it's not. I love Daniel Dimes. I know it's cool, but he doesn't throw any dimes. He throws like eleven. He threw eleven dimes. Yeah, <laughs> like he one one cent more than ten one dime worth of dimes. So, anyways, like but still, I mean, Giants I, have upgraded this I, year. I still slot Danny Dimes in as like a QB two, right? He's yes, got, yeah, yes, yeah. He's too. he's a starter, and he's got an upgraded offense. He's got Saquon now. He's got Kenny Galladay. And now he's got Kadarius, no shoe, rapping Tony as well. He was going to bring along slowly, is what they say now. He's being brought along slowly. We'll see what happens. But yeah, I'm not too worried about him. I they mean, have I plenty mean, of weapons there. I mean, yeah. they got a lot of guys. I think they're going to be good. So if Danny, if Daniel Jones can like show out and be like an average NFL quarterback, he should throw like 30 touchdowns. I mean, I. Don't, I he should. We'll see. I don't can. know how many interceptions he's going to throw, but he should throw 30 touchdowns. I think that's reasonable. That's that's good goal for him. So, but so basically, I think, I think he's okay from the QB position. I think he upgraded it with the addition of Wilson. So Russell Wilson is. I think they're going to open things up for Russell Wilson this year. We'll I see. Going to. I assume you know, like, would say that think, having a DK on your team. <laughs> well, the average like what's funny is like the average pass attempts for Russell Wilson like. It's like around the 530 attempts, like 550. I mean, guys like Stafford throw 650, 700 some years. Like, so he's never really been high volume. So I, I want to see Russell Wilson high volume passing. And I think with the new offensive, I think they have a new offensive coordinator. Let's see if they open up the pass. They drafted two wide receivers this year. Let's see what they do. He's going to be producing. That's for sure. Yeah. I don't have a problem with his QBs too, too much. Um, even the running backs, I don't have a terrible problem with. When you look at his top two running backs, he's got Josh Jacobs and Aaron Jones. I feel like that's yep. an RB one and RB two. Yep, you know, and then I, Ronald. I, yeah, yeah, a great, great Josh Jacobs, Aaron Jones, Ronald, Ronald Jones. You got the Jones brothers here. Ronald Jones then, also um, produced pretty damn well last year. And then I slot mean, in his flex, I have Chase Edmonds right now, who looks like he's going to be the, the starter. Uh, the starter. Yeah. So exactly. So he has. Maybe not a like a like Aaron Jones is definitely a superstar type uh, running back, but not like you know one of the super studs. You know he's not a. I don't think he's 
I don't think, I mean, last year, what did he finish? Yeah, I don't think nine touchdowns, 1,100 rushing, 1,300 receiving. That's a pretty darn good year. Multi-purpose back, kind of like Alvin Kamara type, but I think he produced a little bit lower. So he's not, Yeah, this I, past I year, he wasn't as I like, I don't know what you call blue chip, is top three. You have to be a top three running back to be blue chip. Is there a top five? Blue, blue chip is more about longevity than it is. Gotcha. You know, it, it, it is producing high end talent, but it's also producing it year in and year out. Gotcha. For a while. So I think with him, I think he's been producing high, but I think I don't think he has a longevity perhaps as much as the other running backs. You think, and I think that is hinged on Aaron Rodgers as well. Let's see what what turns out with that. Yeah, we'll That's see. Great. I have concerns that Jordan Love won't be able to move that offense. So um, no. we'll see. Um, I, Chase Edmonds. I mean, I, I conservatively said he's probably an RB two. So I mean that's that's a good yeah. That's a good I think group. the I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to lead the league in pass attempts and pace of play. I think yeah. they're going to be passing the ball like crazy. I think they so, might. We move on to his um, wide receivers. He has Godwin, Thomas, Michael Thomas, and Chase Claypool, which again, not a bad group at all. Um, yep. And then rounding it out, we have Kelsey as his tight end, so probably the best tight end. Yep. So this might be a guy that we. We managed to get wrong and too low. Yep, maybe that is the case, and and we'll see what he has. Actually, some like also he's the backups to them. Traquan Smith, Tim Patrick's a decent. He was a great producer at Denver last year, a young wide receiver, and Chris Godwin's due for a rebound year, like a much better year next year. He was kind of like he left a lot to be desired this past year. So yeah, I think the main reason I put him here. Um, don't forget about Chase Claypool. He's got down there too. Yeah, we, yep, I mentioned him. I mean, that's his starting lineup right there. I really don't love any bench pieces he has. They're all just guys to me. That being said, like you said, he only needs one or two of them to catch hot or just have a good matchup, and he can piece together some. Yep, some bye weeks or injuries. Um, What's good about those bench pieces like Van Jefferson, Dwayne Eskridge, Donovan Peoples Jones? They're all tied to accurate and good, competent quarterbacks. So. You know, hey, it's true. He's got a ton of running back depth too. Latavius Murray, Ronald Jones, um, Kenyon Drake. He's got his own handcuff. So, you I think see, how, see how I included uh, Russell. You see how I included uh, Baker Mayfield with uh, Matthew Stafford and Russell Wilson there, and good competent quarterback compliment there. No, I didn't see that because he has Donovan Peoples Jones, Van Jefferson, and Dwayne Eskridge. Oh, there These you are go. all like up and coming wide receivers in that <laughs> offense. The Maybe young we'll ones. See. We'll see. A good quarterback. I when I initially did this ranking, I truthfully um, did not see Chase Edmonds because I just noticed him when I went back and I was looking at his roster. So, and there have been trades that happened since we last did these like original rankings. I know that we, I know we reevaluated right when we did, before we did this, and we kind of switched some things up, but we might have missed some things. So, yeah, I mean, I kind of did it quickly a couple months ago, and I meant to, or not a couple, but about a month ago, and I meant to look at him again and didn't get a chance yeah. to until well, right before, but right. So I, I did miss Chase Edmonds when I was looking at his starting lineup. So I thought he was like super shallow. So I would bump but, him up, but yeah. you do have speaks to the competitiveness of the league. I mean, a yeah. lot of these teams we're coming into now are going to be like, you know, you know, neck and neck. Like, yeah, promise. <laughs> really close close and it's hard. So I would say right now he's the one guy I think we messed up on the most. I bet he, I bet he's a playoff team. Yeah, maybe he's going to be a little higher looking at the team, but we'll see when we get to the next couple, the next, the next team here. Yeah, next uh, consensus we have is uh, Sextus Empiricus, which is Fever. We have him at, or 
a consensus number eight. Now, so far, this is the biggest discrepancy. Um, yes, I have him at number five, I believe. So you have him at five, and I actually have him at number nine. Oh, okay. So I'm pretty low on fever, and you're pretty high on fever. Yes, and I think that's because after his draft – well, it's also conditional. I, I have a little bit of a side rating with him that I could drop him. Is with like I have some problems with his tight ends, um, and we'll talk about that. But like otherwise, I think his roster has a lot of upside. Um, but yeah, so my, let's talk about fever. You're gonna hear me echo it a bit. My biggest complaint with him is I feel like he has minimal depth. So when we look at his QB position, he has Dak Prescott, Trey Lance, who I don't know is gonna start anytime soon, and then Teddy Bridgewater. So. Yes. He's got like one and a half QBs unless Trey Lance gets the nod. But I mean, we were just talking about in the group chat. None of us are even sure if, you know, at what point he's going to start. I just read today that uh, San Francisco has like the fourth easiest schedule. So if Jimmy G is winning, I can't see them switching, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Jordan Love, we don't know if he's going to play or not. So there's just a lot of unknowns with his QB position. I feel like Teddy Bridgewater is even locked in as a starter. Mm-hmm. I think, uh, yeah, exactly. So I think that's what I was kind of like with his with his QB situation. I gave him like a, a check half plus because I was like, okay, like you got Dak Prescott who just got reassigned, even though he got hurt and it came off like a really bad year. And for some reason, I feel like the Dallas Cowboys just get bad luck. Like, you know, but whatever. I hate the Dallas Cowboys. So I don't care. But Dak Prescott is a good guy, good quarterback. Well, I don't know if he's a good guy. I'm sorry. He plays. Uh, let's get. Uh, I'm. I'm getting distracted. So he's 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 pretty good there with Dak, but like he's going to be a great, great offense. But like you know, Teddy Bridgewater might not start. Might start. Could Aaron Rodgers ended up in Denver? We don't know. And then he's got Trey Lance, who I think is going to be a stud quarterback, and that's why I have him rated so high. So I think of the potential on Trey Lance with Dak. Like I think that's going to be pretty powerful if it all like plays out like it should. It's just a huge um, but question it does, that happens. Yes, yes exactly. That, so year. I think for me, like I understand why you ranked him like a lot lower. So if, I think I think uh, Trey Lance is going to happen a lot sooner than you think. So I have him like a lot higher. But I think that's a big swing. I I can see where you are coming from. If 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 if, if Trey Lance doesn't play this year, he's he's definitely not. I mean, he, I drop him numerous spots. Well, so then the other big problem for me is his running back group. He has Austin Eckler, who I like a lot. I think he's a sneaky running back one, or could be if yep. he's healthy. Uh, and then he's got no one else. Yep, and running back is also an area where I gave him a, a, a negative grade. Um, he has Austin Eckler, who is to me uh, a great starter, but a, like a, a unreliable starter in that he might get hurt. So, yep. and then beyond that, if you look at his roster, he has Justin back Jackson, who Justin Jackson, who was the third round or the third, uh, the third um, on the depth chart in the, with the chargers that year. Samanche Pirine's turning out to be a nobody. Ito Smith is not proven anything. He's a free agent now. JD McKissip had a, had a great year, but Antonio Gibson's going to be taking over there. So like, Todd Gurley, like he may be done. Like his he's running he's back. Needs no I, don't a lot need to, help. I don't think we need to list them all. They all suck. He's yes. got a bunch of like maybe backups to like end of depth mm-hmm. charts to guys who aren't even on rosters. Right. And he took some swings on Chuba Hubbard and Chris Evans this year. Again, back- which are decent swings, but those are back, those are mega back end running backs from this draft. 
like you, you're hoping on a mega injury to uh, uh, Christian McCaffrey for Chuba Hubbard to have any relevance. And Chuba Hubbard didn't really test at the athlete that we all thought he was. So he might be a complete bust. Like he might be slow in the NFL. We don't know. And if he's slow in the NFL from when he was in college running through completely open lanes, like untouched, like it, it might be a mega, it might be a problem. So like, I don't know what I, Chuba Hubbard is a complete wild card to me. I don't know what he's going to do at all. And he's, he's no behind CMC anyway, so it doesn't yeah. even matter right now, you know. So but he does so, have Tyreek Hill. I have him as the number one wide receiver this this yeah. this year. He's yeah. the number one wide receiver for me, that's for sure. Justin Jefferson, no problems there. <laughs> yeah, the only thing keeping him alive. AJ Brown. Yep. Yes, please. Are those so. three? Yep. AJ Brown, Tyreek Hill, and Justin Jefferson. And then he's got okay back of wide receivers with Fuller and maybe Tyler Boyd. I think the Bengals are gonna be passing a lot. So th- that's keeping him afloat, but you can't you can't just start you know wide receivers in this league. You have to have other right. positions. You have to have some running back. He needs to upgrade at running back, and I think he's going to be an extremely volatile team this year. He may have some weeks when he scores a lot of points, but he's going to have some other weeks where he may score pretty low. Yeah, and then we round out his tight end position. He's got Austin Hooper, who I'm a little bit higher on than I think you, but he's still like a you know. He's not a top six tight end, so no, he really, super he really just disappointed this past year. And they signed him big, so I mean, who knows? But I mean, now the Browns have Austin Hooper, David Njoku, and uh, Bryant. Uh, uh, what's his name? I'm sorry, Harrison Bryant. Great so they're also football, good tight ends. A great all good tight ends for the Browns. I mean, he's an amazing blocker. He he does great things for us. But yeah, from a fantasy standpoint, I don't think that's. He's not going to be your guy per se. So yeah, and I think I think it's I, criminal that you have fever ahead of Steve M as well as a bunch of other guys. Yeah, yeah I think the more we look at this and talk about it, maybe that's the case. And yeah, that's pretty much it. I mean, CJ Uzuma, I think they came out and said he might get 50 catches next year. So they posted they project him for 50. He had eight last year. So I'm gonna bring up hurt, but. I'm gonna bring up Fever's name the rest of the podcast as we go along. And next episode, because I just can't believe some of the guys you have him above. Right. Well, I guess I had him a little bit higher with what I think that the potential is going to be this year if things take out in his favor, I guess. But yeah, I mean, even if Trey Lance coming back at it, no, I, think I, I don't gonna, know. I think yeah. it'll be hard for him. Yeah. Like if Eckler goes down, he literally. He's yes. Starting no he might have back. no running backs. So, but his wide receivers are really good. Maybe I overvalue wide receivers sometimes. I mean, they do. It's just, yeah, I don't know. We'll see. We'll move on to the next team here. We have uh-huh. Jet at the uh, number seven spot in our consensus rankings, and that's actually unanimous. We both put him at seven. So, all right, look at that. Um, just barely missing the playoffs after barely making it last year. You don't want to be caught in dynasty limbo. Yeah, with not actually, making and making and drafting. He's a uh, middle of the pack. He's sometimes. got a really good team. I mean, I think he's a good team too. I'm just going to run through all of his starters here and some of his important players. So he's got Tom Brady, Lamar Jackson, Matt Stafford, and then we go to his running backs and he has Chris Carson, Antonio Gibson, oh wait, uh, CEH. And yeah. then I hold on a second. I got to scroll up here cuz I Damian Harris might be projected to do pretty well next year. Yep, maybe Damian Harris. He's got um, David Johnson. Maybe David Johnson. And he doesn't have a proven super studded running back yet, but he has potential. I mean, I think Antonio Gibson is, you know, not a super stud, but 
He's good. Yeah. I think Chris Carson is going to be good. He's just a short-term asset. And then uh, we look at his wide receivers here, and he's got uh, C.D. Lamb, who I love. He's got yep. Lockett. He's got Devontae Smith. He's got uh, T.Y. Hilton, who I know he likes. However, I don't. He's got Curtis Samuel, Michael Pittman. He's got a lot of guys that could pop here at some point in the year. Oh, yeah. Curtis Samuel is a very dynamic wide receiver. Like, he's a very good player. If they use him well, he can produce very well. For sure. Um, Tyler Lockett was banged up last year, but when he wasn't banged up, he was was a great producer. Like, like he's a great wide receiver, and he's with Russell Wilson, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. So, I mean, yeah, he has – and he's got starters at tight end. Tight end, he's got Mark Andrews and Jonu Smith, who I think is an above-average backup. Yep. I had to think the Patriots are going to use him. So I think he's got a good team. I think his team might be a little, like a couple years back from being. Maybe a year or two remember from being like, like one of the top teams, but he definitely has a pathway there. He's got and a lot of young talent there. I just don't know if they're ready to like pop off yet with like CH yeah. and Lamb and Smith. Like I feel like they're yeah, we'll see what Demetta Smith does with my man, Jalen Hurts. But two of my biggest question marks for him are, Denzel Mims and Michael Pittman right now in the news. So like, Michael Pittman's a pretty good wide. Yeah, probably not starters, but I mean, they kind of lend to that depth. I think I think Denzel Mims gets a little like like all this stuff about him running with the twos and stuff. I think it's kind of a little overblown. I think he's gonna like really surprise and like do a lot better than people think this year and really produce. 357 yeah, yards last year. I think he's, I think he's good for like 700 this year at least. I think after talking it out and looking at it a little bit more, I think I would probably actually bump Steve Masucci above Jeff as well. Yeah, I mean, looking at the teams I mean, we talked about, them, maybe we could switch them, but they're both two good te- good competitive teams, and I think the more we get into this with the later rankings, we're going to be able to see that with a lot of them. Yeah, I mean, it's easy to say he should be higher or lower, but all these teams right here, I mean, pretty much all these teams on are pretty much all like you have a chance to like make the playoffs and like win. Like, you know, it it all it just depends on the years that these players have, which we get to a certain point. Yeah, I agree. Um, well, that wraps up the 12 through 7. So, 12 through 7, right? Again, it's uh, Cheesecake Factory, Jake Powers. Uh, Big Dog, Steve Swazi, Hey Darnold, Steve Masucci, and then Sexus Apiricus with Fever. And I actually don't know what Jeff's name is right now. I think it's Mishaj. Is Massage it? No, it's not No, it's is it better, Jason. I think it's on the site. It's Mishaj's Envy right now. Yeah, he's That's what he is on the, the site. The cardinal sin of his group name is different than his league name, which is yeah, a pretty big no no. I think that's happening right now because I'm looking at the league rosters right now on the. On, yeah. So that's the consensus. Come on, Jeff. We were the on, biggest bro. on Fever for sure in that round. And um, yeah. I think the most regretful of Steve M on that round as far as how low we put him. Yep. I think we both, looking back at we really move him up a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Sorry, Steve. All right. A little bit more well, respect, man. Next week, we'll uh, dive into the playoff teams. Sounds good. And uh, guys, thank you for uh, bearing with us on the wait. I know the last episode that we have kind of was like, under par but hopefully this one is a little bit better for y'all and uh can't wait to have more of you on if you guys just hit us up and like stay active and talk to us and see what you know like let us know what your opinions are and we'll be sure to incorporate them so 
Yep. Sounds good. See you guys next week. All right. Peace.